Welcome to the Crapitalism Podcast. If you like our podcast, be sure to like, subscribe, or follow to let us know we should keep it up. This episode marks part three and the final part of our COVID crutch series. We discussed major companies and people that claimed PPP loans in part one, and we discussed crazy corporate bonuses in the midst of bankruptcy filings in part two. Which brings me to something else that I wanted to discuss, oh. which is what I'm going to call the COVID crutch. It's businesses using COVID as a crutch to do some shitty stuff for their employees. Now, I'm sure that everyone's heard at least one of these. We'll start with this. How many people had to lose their jobs so that the company could survive in these unprecedented times? And so you had these layoffs, and then they were immediately followed by companies pulling in record profits. My primary example of this is a little company called Salesforce. You may recognize them from their giant oh, penis-shaped yeah. tower in downtown San Francisco. It's the largest penis-shaped tower in San I gotta Francisco. Get, I got to get a look at this. Um, yeah, Benioff came in there, the founder, CEO, or whatever his position is. The head of Salesforce came in there and built the largest building in San Francisco. But anyway, they laid off a thousand employees, oh, which does. equates it to about two percent of their workforce, in August. Huh? I th- that is so interesting. It it's it's almost like they're yeah. compensating for something. <laughs> but they laid off a thousand people in August. Now, August wasn't that long ago. It was the end of August, and we're in December, and so we're looking at it just a little over three months. And what did they do at the beginning of this month? They spent $27.7 billion to buy Slack. So it's kind of hard to we sit just here don't and have say, the money well, to you know, pay these our unprecedented people. times. We we're really struggling. A thousand employees lost their job while they cashed in and bought a company for $27.7 billion. Now, that's insane. How do you pitch that narrative to the rest of your staff that, no, we really do care about you? Yeah, sure. I, I know we said we wanted people. to talk about like <laughs> morale, uh, morale, like morale boosters in a separate episode. But I uh, this ha- yeah. this has to be like the most like 1984 ish level of experience that at least I've had, where it's like <laughs> you know you you basically have like what is the equivalent of like state sponsored propaganda, <laughs> and it's like North Korea level where it's like here's here's how we're like helping people and blah 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 but it's always like the company never actually does anything it's always like oh well you know this lady had some health complications due to covid and all of her coworkers chipped in and helped pay for her costs and it's like apparently i'm the only one who just like doesn't drink the kool-aid because <laughs> everyone's like oh my god we're so great and then it's like are you fucking kidding me that all you're saying is our insurance is shitty and that you don't care enough about this person who you like made go into work. And, you know, I know that there, there's this whole thing about like, should we hold employers accountable for employees who get COVID at work? And it's like, well, yeah, if you're, if you're forcing people to go to a location where <laughs> other people will be, then yeah. You know, if I tell if I did that with people at gunpoint, I, I'd probably also do that. And, you know, it's just money instead of gunpoint. And so they'll like publish this story, and it's just like this isn't uh, like how do people not see it's not this a- is a dystopian concept where it's you know like people are having to do GoFundMe's 
to pay for their medical fees and they even have a job yeah that where they're like making money it's like oh i had to liquidate all my retirement yeah. but and you know, the company bought me a coffee mug i know and then the news will pick it up and they'll tout it as some huge success story of oh yeah she was dying of cancer and her co-workers pitched in and they started to go fund me and raised two hundred thousand dollars for her to pay for her chemotherapy it's like do you not understand this level of she works for a billion dollar company and her insurance wouldn't cover the cost of her medical expenses <laughs> and you're pitching it yeah. as some success story that her coworkers and it's, and it's, yeah. her as a and human then being. Like, this is Chick Fil A. <laughs> want her to die <laughs> or something? You know, we're we're personable. <laughs> we're dogs. Steal There's your food. Real friendly looking golden retriever. He ended up robbing but, our yeah, Chick Fil A. He stole over a thousand dollars from the cash register. Granted, <laughs> we just gave it to him. He said he was. Yeah, he said he was the CEO's dog. <laughs> he looked trustworthy. Yeah, and. It's truly insane. And we're just seeing more of that kick into place with COVID being there as this ability to say, oh, well, it's unprecedented times. We're seeing all kinds of other things come out and we're seeing studies where they're saying that shit's just gotten worse. I I saw a study the other day that said that employees, especially in the beginning of COVID, but even since then, since a lot of stuff has gone remote, are now working more time than they did before. So even even factoring commute times, they're still putting in more hours and a lot of them at their job than they were pre-COVID. Because like managing their kids, like I can't tell you how many people like I'm on calls with where yeah. you, you know uh, it's just and, like you just have a kid walk in and that kid's just on the call now. I mean, it sucks because I can't curse as much, but yeah. still, still, you know, it's like I think. Uh, it's it's kind of it's kind of wild and i think um what's really weird i'm trying to i'm trying to think about how to phrase this i know employers who are thirsty to have employees come back and i'm almost a thousand percent certain that it's because uh you know they owned all these big ass buildings and they they have like internal cafeterias so you get like aramark up in there and aramark sells somebody a one dollar sandwich but charges ten dollars for it and then they use that profit that they get between from the employee to aramark and then they get essentially like a small percentage of that they use that to pay the operating costs for those buildings and so now you have all these buildings that you you can't like stop heating them because it would take like 10 years to get them back up to temp. And so the excuse that I've been hearing a lot lately, mentorship. So they're, they're like, you lose the ability to have mentorship in, in the office. Like, you, you know, you can't have somebody that you look up to remotely walk you through how to do like X, Y, and Z. Is, is their argument and it's it's just kind of one of those things where it's you know everything runs on blood and you know that you're you're just a bag of blood just waiting to be thrown onto the spikes it's just a matter of time yeah that's a pretty lame reason and it, it is probably most likely tied to the fact that they have to pay to have a building there anyway and yeah also they're gonna have to have it there they want someone using it also i i saw Especially um, if they're recouping costs a tweet on, from your good friend and mine uh dan price 
who, uh, for those of you who don't know, is the CEO that ba he basically takes like a what seventy five, seventy five thousand dollars a year. He he said a no. He yeah. said a minimum salary of seventy k for all of his employees. He dropped yeah. his salary. So basically, down, he's a person who's I, I accountable level, and acknowledges like that, that people work for him instead of bags of blood. He. He called out uh, another person that I actually I quite enjoy, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri has been furiously raising money um, for unemployed restaurant workers. But what's interesting, it, I think it's it's now at like almost twenty two million. So if you think about like who's had the most impact on everyday people, you have the government, which is borderline zero. 88 cents an hour or or guy fear <laughs> he's taking the government to flavor town and spanking their ass at the in terms of like how to actually serve people <laughs> it's a, it, i think what's it's so strange that like you read about like guy fieri and like john bon jovi like working in soup kitchens and stuff and you're just these these people who you expect to who you have the expectation you don't look at Guy Fieri and just even like watch diners. What is it? Diners, drive-ins and dives. You don't watch that and go, that's, that's a guy who who's really for the people. But then when you hear about the, the stuff they do, you're like, Oh my God, <laughs> this guy, you know, and then the lead singer of Bon Jovi type of thing. And it, it's like a hair band from the eighties and, you know, soft rock hair band from the eighties. And it's like, you would think he'd be like just an absolute cunt, but then you're just like, Oh wait, no, he's, he's actually pretty cool. And then you look at like people in government. Why can't you guys be more like Guy Fieri? <laughs> and it's so strange to be like, even saying that. Yeah. You look at people in government and you see that they did some massive yeah. stock sale right, right after they got mm. their COVID briefings in, in February. It's like, Oh, they could have used that and turned around and, and Guy fieri it, handed out all that money that they just made boatload yeah. on and the so, differences so in their sales. And I, don't, I don't know where Guy Fieri lives, but I think I think we really need to get, get him in government. Yeah. Is, 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 is Flavortown represented in Congress? Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and I've seen all kinds of stories about people going to Flavortown. So kind of back to the, the point we were talking about is just – the companies using these unprecedented times or, or asking people to pitch in because of these trying times and saying, Oh, well, we need the, we need your, your support. We need you to take a reduced salary. We need you to do this. We need you to work extra hours because we're not going to make it. And it's really hard for me to sit, sit here and say, why should you feel bad for this company? This company that in a lot of cases didn't, care about your existence prior to COVID well, is now asking you to, to pitch in half the time sure they're, they like, survive. they're like they're like oh you know, we're not gonna make it with, and like, then they the you know they go on you know we need you to take reduced salary we're not gonna get bonuses this year. Also let's welcome the like fifty people we just hired as part of this like expansion for our business. <laughs> yeah. But imagine being like a JC Penny employee. Here you are making ten dollars an hour or whatever. You just watched nine of every 10 employees that you worked with get laid off. And then they, they're like, okay, well, we, we're going to have to have you work overtime because 
the business isn't doing yeah. well. And then they give the CEO a bonus of four and a half million dollars. Like how, how does that equate to your company continuing on without just an absolute hatred of you by your own employees? That's the part that I'm really struggling with. And it's amazing the amount of companies that have taken COVID and using it as a, as a leg up in their business. I mean, Amazon in August got rid of 1,200 delivery drivers, just fired them. And they were yeah, contract like drivers out of some new program that they used to help set these contract drivers up. Yeah. So they, they got these people. They basically contracted to them, to, which is also kind of interesting. But they contracted to them, helped them get established and set up their own like little business, and then fired them in the midst of yeah. an absolute delivery service boom. Because no one was able to go out to stores and things like that. And Amazon was making money like gangbusters. And they fired all these contract drivers that they just helped establish. So I'd imagine that a lot of these people had probably quit jobs to get this and be able to do this this delivery driving as their contractor so that they didn't have to get benefits from Amazon. <laughs> and then Amazon what? just cut them off. Amazon? No way. They seem very like much 12, for the people. 1,200 people. Yeah. What is 1,200 delivery drivers? payments to amazon like that's probably not even an accounting error on part yeah. of their cloud business let alone the, the entire company as a whole you've seen that in a ton of companies where they've taken this opportunity to to get rid of people where they're taking it to to not pay bonuses not pay any kind of cost of living increases or to even ask the employees to take reduced pay like it's just these truly are unprecedented times and yeah i just taking it for everything know, that's worth can't possibly hammer home enough how much i hate the vast majority of these i mean they're psychopaths they're they're just like anti-human psychopaths <laughs> but i mean that's like we don't do that here at minimally useful industries i mean we, yeah are we yeah. titans of industry yeah you know could we make an electric car yeah would we flaunt our dicks around like elon musk most certainly but also we, we choose not to you know, we we choose to chase after things that are meaningful, worthwhile. And oh, right beside it too. So it's just always like I, I really would like to find a way to set it up so that tower is always in the shadow of our bigger dick tower. Like, <laughs> yeah, we we We're just need to think of like a good acronym for it. Of it. Where, <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I know we're kind of I mean, like beating a dead horse at this point because we're just like, aren't businesses shitty? But you really, it's so strange to me how like these are these are people that like a lot of people look up to. You know, like the people who like write books and stuff where it's just like they, they write their like biography, how they had like some amazing like run up, and they're like, it's nothing but hard work. You just gotta keep working hard, and it's like. For every one person you can show me that is like that truly started from the bottom and now they're the top, I can show you hundreds whose father owns an emerald mine in South Africa or, you know, whose parents were like wealthy lawyers or, and these are the people who like know how to like get these PPP loans and, and just be like shitty in general. And I don't know, but yeah. And then, you know, everybody's yep, like, it's oh truly my God, they're, they're so great. And it's like, no, they're kind of fucks. <laughs> like, you'd never cheer for them in a movie. 
And I think you just <laughs> discovered the slogan for minimally useful industry. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, or like you watch like the Steve Jobs biopic and, you you know, you have people like, wow, he was such a genius. And it's like, you idiots. He was the bad guy in his own fucking movie. (laughs) Like if you're sitting there and you're like, you know, if they had to paint like a Disney movie about you, all these people on the list of like who we're looking at, like the CEO of JCPenney and stuff, they're the bad guy. You know, they're the ones who are going to get like thrown off a cliff where it's like ambiguous whether they died or not, or maybe just like sustained a bunch of injuries and maybe didn't die, but probably a thousand percent did. And you always cheer for the one who like cast them off the cliff. You're not like, oh, poor Scar. He was just. He was somebody's and uncle. Scar is a very good example somebody's even uncle. of like these people. He was a lion he, too. He's benefiting as like. The entire wherever Lion King takes place, uh, the Bronx maybe I don't know, but he's benefiting from all this stuff while everyone else is dying, and and then everyone's still like looking up to him, and it's like, you know, I'm not saying eat the rich, but maybe just nibble a little bit on their toes. Just a taste. Thank you for listening to us pitch about shitty business. Join us next episode where we'll kick off the new year by diving into the ways that companies try to adjust your attitude and make you forget all those parts of your job that you hate. The Crapitalism Podcast was brought to you by the ramblings of two crazy people at Minimally Useful Industries. If you hate yourself and would like to learn more, while maybe having a bit of a laugh, we invite you to check out our website at minimallyuseful.com. If you'd like to check out more from the careers of our incredible music, check out heftone.com or search for Heftone Banjo Orchestra. A link to their website is in our description. Until next time, love minimally useful industries.